first Premier League game at Turf Moor for almost two months. It'll be great to be back, won't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, long period for, for many different reasons, which everyone knows, um, but certainly excited to get back to Turf Moor. Looking at it now, now that things are beginning to get back to normal, how much of a hindrance has have all the postponed games been, do you think? Or how will they turn out to have been by the end of the season? Well, we'll wait and see because obviously the fixtures are now being dropped back into place slowly but surely. Um, the more we find out about them, the more you know we'll learn about how the season maps out. A few injuries and complications along the way as well as COVID. Um, we're still not out of the woods with that yet. Um, we've still got Yoan Goodmanson. He's down with a, he's had an appendicitis, so I had to have that done. Um, Charlie Taylor's still touch and go. Ashley Barnes on his way back, but still needs game time. He's, he's getting a run out today for 45 minutes. Um, Maxwell's only just back with us. Uh, so, you know, and, and um, uh, Valt's just joined us. So, you know, different different variances of not just COVID, it must be said, injuries as well. Um, so we're trying to get all them players back fit and, and ready to go. Because there's a new rule now, isn't there, about uh, a minimum of four with COVID. Do you, do you approve of that? It's not relevant with I approve or not. They've said that that's the rule. Um, I was just wondering about you're talking about the fixtures falling back into place. I'm, I'm reluctant to mention shirt sleeves and snow again, Sean, after our <laughs> last news conference. That was a together. fine interview. Let's definitely go down that road again. That's definitely going to work. <laughs> but obviously, that game has now found a, a place. comes between, I think, uh, Palace and uh, Brighton. Uh-huh. Are you happy? Is that, is that OK? Yeah, we, we got, uh, you know, they're trying to slot in the games at uh, the best possible um, moments. It's not going to be easy. We know that. Um, but it's the reality of having games called off. You know, no one wanted it. It's just one of them things. So, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully it's allowed us to, well, although we've still got some injuries, but it's allowing us a window to try and get players back fit. But obviously we have got a three-game week next week as well. So, you know, we can just work through the process the best we can with the squad and take on each challenge as it comes. The, 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 the mental aspect of the false position, if you like, because of the games you've missed of being bottom of the table, is that something you would prefer to have avoided? Uh, yeah, again, these things are irrelevant. You know, it's a fact. You know, we certainly didn't want the games called off. We had no choice and the Premier League agreed with that. Um, so it leaves us with these games in hand and, you know, the the, the, the challenge of, ri- ri- you know, rising up the league, quite obviously. So, yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't overthink these things with the players, nor do the players actually make it clear, clear-minded. The next one's the most important one. We've stuck to that many years here. Um, we'll certainly be focusing on Saturday before we worry about the games after that. And it really is an important one, isn't it? I, obviously, uh, I'm a much better journalist than to use, than to use terms like uh, six pointer or must win. But is it one of those, Watford? Well, you, very well that you mentioned them. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of them things, isn't it? That you know, we're well aware of the the, the game schedule. We're well aware of the games that you you know you, you're thinking statistically you have a better chance of winning um, than other games. But like I say all the time, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress. It's a season's work. It always it will be for us, uh, you know, unless we can radically shift in the market all in one go. Um, so I really focus on the, the next game being the most important. It doesn't make or break the season. Of course, it'd be a favourable result to win the game. That's quite obvious. Um, whatever will happen, we have to move forwards and we have to keep with the, the, the mentality that we showed at Arsenal to keep... Getting back to basics, if you like. You know, that was a good performance for us, getting back to basics, a very good side, a side that had been in some kind of form as well, um, and then building on the back of that. So really, the next challenge for us is to build on that performance, 
obviously to take the attacking side of it. We were very strong defensively and tactically, but now it's to open up enough to go and attack well um, and take on the game against Watford. Obviously, a new manager bounce for Watford. <clears throat> yeah, there is, yeah. Bad timing for you in that way? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, they've had that many changes at Watford that, you know, I presume down the years we'll have probably played them at some point or another where a newish manager will have gone in. Um, that's just the way it goes. I mean, Roy's a, a fellow I respect, always had a lot of time for himself and, and Ray Lewington. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, down the years. Um, you know, he'll bring what he does to the squad. Um, might change, might do something different. Um, but I doubt it with his, his years of service. I think he'll try and bring a, a shape to the side and, and, and but still be productive. We'll wait and see. That pops over revolving door. You were the very first to experience it. They came in, wanted somebody different. Understandable, I guess. That's what new owners do. But does that make beating Watford extra special for you? No, never has done. You know, people forget all the good years I had there. You know, it changed. Business changed. They made it very clear the business model was changing and, and they followed through on that. Um, so the words were real and authentic at that time because they have radically changed the model of the club um, from a kind of out-and-out community club to more, well, I, I don't know what the word you'd use now, but certainly the, the community is not as big a presence as what it was at that time. Um, the academy and the use of academy players and that sort of thing. And they made it clear that wasn't their style. And, and overall, they'd, they'd, I think most people would deem it's been successful for Watford Football Club um, in the literal terms on the pitch. I've never had any baggage with that. Um, I had a very, a lot of very productive years as a player, a coach and a manager at Watford. So, you know, I've never really been that, that way inclined anyway for all the clubs I've played against and, and managed against. Wout, Wout, Veckhorst, have I said that correctly? Wout, I believe. Is he? I'm still playing around with that name myself, but it's, I think that's about right. How is he doing so far in training and uh, will he feature on Saturday? Yeah, he's got a, a good chance of feature. He's fit and well. Um, we've tested him and, and he's enjoying the challenge straight away. Got a great group here, so there's no problem there fitting into what we try and do. And Maxwell was a little bit later coming back, um, you know, after having a couple of extra days. So we have to be a little bit careful with Maxwell because he didn't play a lot while he's been away. Um, the training schedule is different and the, the, the game schedule as well. Uh, but no, they, them two had certainly come into the, the thinking. With Veghorst, just tell us a little bit about why you fancied him, why you wanted him. Well, his goal record suggests that he can he can score. Um, he's he's technically a good player as well as being physically, you know, having prowess because of his sheer size. Um, but I think he's got a technical quality that we, you know, we've always been talking about adding to what we try and do here and what we're trying to achieve and moulding the team in different ways. Then he offers us, we hope, something different. Um, certainly from. You know, our scouts' knowledge and what we've seen, he does offer something different. He's enjoyed his training this week and fitted in very well. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And finally from me, with, with Mislav uh, Orsic, uh, in the end, he, he didn't come, but his reasons sound admirable in, in the current you know, world of football. He, he just couldn't find the heart to leave in the end. Well, it's a situation that, that you know, was, was one of them, um, a player that had shown an interest and, and a deal couldn't be done. I've said many, many times, um, lots of things have to fall in place. Lots of things have to be aligned for deals to work. Um, that's the way it goes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. And Joe? <clears throat> Excuse me. Afternoon. Here, Let, Let's get the transfer stuff out of the way, yeah. Um, You've always been really realistic, Sean, pretty pragmatic on the transfer side of things. You've got one deal done. You've got a player coming in. 
and obviously you'll be happy about that. Was it a frustrating transfer window generally, though, to not have more numbers and, and more strength in that squad? We were hopeful. Um, there was a lot of work done. Um, a couple of near situations, um, usually club situations, not the player. Um, but that's sometimes a challenge of the market. I've spoken about it freely many times. I think we've got an important player in and we're looking forward to seeing you know, how Val can get used to what we do and, and deliver for us. Um, there were other situations that got away. That sometimes happens. But January is a really, really tough window. So, you know, to get one, one important deal um, done is still important, or we hope it's important, of course, um, and still shows some kind of uh, sign, sorry, of, of being productive in the market. And that open mindedness I've spoken about with the new owners to try and look further afield than just the UK. Um, so we'll see. But no, there was certainly a lot of work done. Um, but I've said many, many times, it's, you know, deals are very difficult. They're not as obvious as they seem unless you've got so much money that you just make things happen. How did it compare to previous Januaries? You talk about deals that were kind of maybe nearlies or, or in the pipeline potentially. Would it be fair to say there was more activity than there has been in previous windows? Yeah, I think there was more of a, an open thirst to affect ourselves, you know, with, with um, finance and availability of players when we could and a more open-minded sort of view about it. Um, but that's, that's kind of where the, the new ownership are trying to go. And, but still within the realms, if you look at the finances for the season, then I think you'll find there's a pretty tight balance between what's going out and what's coming in. Um, some by default, not by design, of course. You know, Woody was a different situation. Someone activated a clause in their contract. So that was different. But generally, if you look at the numbers, we're pretty much balancing the book still. But we are beginning to evolve the squad, we hope, obviously. It needs to be better than what it is uh, delivery-wise, and we need more points on the board. But the, the look of the squad, the feel of the squad, the feel of the team, we're just looking to develop that alongside keeping the numbers about right. And that's a big challenge. How much hinges on Valt being able to hit the ground running and, and come in and, and integrate with the players around him? Because on paper, it's a striker for a striker, isn't it? But you're replacing a striker who's been playing for you for a long time with, with one who's new to it. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're hoping for him to adapt slightly to what we do, but also give us something new. We want, we want to look at a, a different you know, way that he can activate. We want to look at how his game can fit into what we do and bring, bring others into play, not just his own situation. So... That's something that you know you see through analysis, you see through, excuse me, from scouting. It's different when they get into the building. So now it's about seeing them on a daily basis, him getting used to the players around him and adjusting to what the challenge is. But, you know, he's a, he's a bright-minded fella. He's got fantastic English. He's got a good gauge on, on his own career and what football is. Um, so we look forward to him learning about the Premier League and learning about us. I think you've got six games in February alone, Sean. It's a far cry from, for obvious reasons, what it's been in the last couple of months. With the squad the same numbers-wise, is it really important you don't get any more injuries? Yeah, I mean, like I say, unfortunately, uh, Johan's got an appendicitis and had to have that done. Um, so that's going to knock him for a, a few weeks. Barnes is on his way, but not ready yet. Charlie Taylor's touch and go. We might have to be careful with him this week. Look, the, the three-game weeks are the biggest challenge, you know, because... Even if you're missing that middle game, it's another game saved, if you like, while people are getting fit. Um, that's the biggest challenge is when, you know, that when there's three games and then if you get back-to-back -back weeks like that. Um, we've just got to try and get them through it the best we can, get everyone back to full fitness um, and, and get players out there. And obviously, Brown is the other one, but he's suspended, of course, um, or the other notable um, uh, person who's not going to figure. But like I say, it's a, sus a suspension. It feels like the kind of conversation we have in pre-season. Oh, Vids, sorry. Not I missed out Vids. Sorry. Sorry. Mr. Vids, Vids is coming back for me. Needed as Hernia doing. 
we got that done, we had to get it done in the end, so he's on his way back. But that's going to be a few weeks yet, so sorry, that was the other um, player that I, I didn't reference. Um, it feels like a kind of pre-season conversation to talk about getting players back to full match fitness, but when you've not played many games, what, what was it, a couple of games in January and, and three or four games in December, to play six games in, in February, is, is that going to require some very careful management? I think in certain situations it will. Others we think are pretty robust for the challenge ahead. Um, they're the things that you have to, you know, it's a fluid situation that, you know, you're looking at your science reports, you're looking at the analysis, you're looking at the games, the amount of distance covered in games, injury schedules, recovery schedules. You know, look, it's a road that we've been down before. It just makes it slightly more challenging if you add in the numbers, the challenge on the numbers, of course. If everyone's fit, still challenging, but a little bit more leeway to, you know, flex and change. When you get injuries or suspensions while we're brownie, then that changes it, of course, and that makes it more of a challenge. But it's right there in front of us, so we take it on. And it feels like we've spoken endlessly in these in these Zoom calls about Max Corner, such as the impression that he's made and the impact that he's had. Although not ideal with him only just coming back ahead of the game, how big a boost is it to have him back and, and how how possible is it that he'll have the same impact kind of second time round coming back in? Yeah, we'll see. The challenge for Maxwell is he's been away a number of weeks. He hasn't played that much football and their training schedule's probably not as, as, as loaded as what ours would be here. Um, so he's another one we're going to have to try and use wisely because um, obviously his body was adapting to the Premier League, got an injury, then he goes away. So, you know, these are, these are the challenges of, of the realities. You know, um, we knew he'd be away, of course. They, they did very well until the last stage, of course. And, and then he's back, but he's only just got back today or yesterday, sorry. So, you know, yet again, monitoring his welfare as a player against his production for the team. So that, that's a, yeah, a delicate line sometimes. Just on Watford, obviously everybody knows Roy Hodgson and, and the pedigree and the years and years and years of service that, that he's had. His assistant, Ray Lewington, is somebody you know really well, isn't he? He was your manager when you played for Watford. I think he may even have been his captain. How much of, a, of an influence was he on you in those kind of formative years where maybe you were thinking about coaching? Yeah, he was a big influence. I mean, you know, it started probably in, in earnest with John Duncan and Kevin Randall at Chesterfield, but then each manager you worked under, I remember Mark McGee and the late Ray Harford and, you know, obviously Ray as well for different reasons. Ray kind of, at the time, was was skinnying down a squad that they'd put a lot of money into. It was around the time of the ITV, uh, ITV Digital when it when it hit. Um, so we had to manage sort of varying situations. And, uh, and you know, I enjoyed playing under him for starters. He treated me very, very well as a, as a player um, and was captain under him. And, you know, I always thought he was fair-minded, very honest, and he put a lot of effort into a very tough period in Watford's history. And I think I think he'd be respected there. I certainly think he should be respected there, not just by the players and the staff that were there, but by the fans as well. As far as the bottom of the table is concerned, I know the table at the end of the season is the only one that really concerns you, but it's a rare opportunity being the only game this weekend to make up a little bit of ground. Does that make it a, a, a real opportunity this weekend? Well, I think, as you're suggesting, it's a catch-up game. Um, another game down on our schedule, another game to catch-up. Um, well, of course, we want to win the game. That's, that's quite obvious. Um, it does put you in a, a more favourable-looking position in the league table. I mean, look, it's not about concerning yourself. Of course, I'm aware of what the league table looks like, but, but the, the biggest you know, thing of all is the, the one at the end of the season. So, But I'm aware during the process of what we try and achieve over a season, and it would affect it to get a win, so we've got to work hard to get that. It looks like three from four at the bottom at the moment. Obviously, that can change. Is that the basis that you're working on? You've just got to finish above three teams? No, no, we're working on the basis of just winning the next game and then taking it from there.
I should have known that was coming, shouldn't I? To be honest, you should have. You should have. Um, just to talk about your team and the way you've been playing, you've got that clean sheet at Arsenal. There's a statistic knocking about about James Tarkovsky blocking more shots than any player in Europe, I Good. think. Good, I like that season. stat already. Um, you've got those basics, those fundamentals, the foundations that your teams are built on. How difficult is it now to make it so that you create chances and you make things happen, particularly with a new striker in the building? Well, firstly, as an aside, I think it's always interesting. It's, it's kind of that weird thing. It's like when the keeper plays well or when you get blocks as a defender, it's almost like, wow, we've got loads of blocks. That is his job. I always, I always marvel at that. They sometimes forget the defender's job is things like blocking, tackling, heading, kicking it. So, yeah, uh, uh, fair play to him. But I'd like to think that is part of his job. Um, the other side of the game, yeah, for sure. Look, you know, going down to Arsenal... Um, Coming off a strange sort of result, strange run of games as well. I thought we had to get back to basics. We did. I thought the players delivered that very, very um, good tactically with distances and, you know, keeping Arsenal. I mean, they had a few chances, but, you know, Arsenal can be a tough place when they're really on it. And they've had a pretty good run around that time. And I thought we delivered a, at least a reasonable performance. In answer to your question, of course, we've got to open up still to try and affect it in a positive manner, to affect the game that is in a positive manner. Um, it doesn't always work as simple on, um, on paper as how you imagine. But you'd think that we'd have a little bit more of the play with our style to go and play Watford at home and, you know, and take on the game. And then it's still finding that balance. So you've got to make sure you keep the back door locked, as we did to Arsenal, but then just opening it up enough to, to deliver more in the attacking sense. And obviously, you know, Maxwell being back around and, and um, Valk coming in, you know, we want them to respond as well to the challenge. You know, not just all the players have been here, the newness, the feel, the, the connection on a football pitch to give us something different and make us more effective in the attacking third. And last time we spoke, we talked about Ben Mee and his impact over a decade as a, as a Burnley player. There's kind of a little dedication to him this weekend. There's a bit of a focus on, on Ben. He's not the sort to kind of go into the limelight and, and relish it and enjoy it, but the club's doing a ticket promotion. There's money going to charity from the, from the gate receipts. Is it a nice thing to be able to do, maybe to generate that extra bit of atmosphere in, in a game which is so important? The best atmosphere that's generated is winning. Let me assure you of that. Um, but going back to Ben, he deserves the respect. I mean, he's been a, you know, he was here just before my time here. Um, fantastic professional, developed himself both on and off the pitch as a person as well um, in his family life. And, you know, all round really decent fella as well as being a very, very good football player. Thank you. Cheers, Biddy. Let's have a quick swig. There we go. <coughs> Excuse me. Hi, Sean. Hi, yeah. Just, just one from me. Given everything that's gone before this season, the postponed games and the, the poor run of results, is there a sense that the season starts now? Um, no, not really. I wish it would have started on the first time of the game of the season. That would have been marvellous. Um, Look, we, we've not not started our season. We just haven't taken moments in the games that are vital to get the right side of the margins to win games. Um, I've not been too disgruntled. We've had a couple of soft performances lately and then we bounced out of that with a very solid performance at Arsenal. Um, it's, it's, it's about really converting chances. It's about not making mistakes. It's about finding the right detail at both ends of the pitch. That hasn't changed all season. Um, we're trying to affect that with players now. You've got Maxwell coming back in, got obviously Val coming in, you know, Still a few challenges with other players, but, you know, Ashley Barnes is on his way back. So, you know, personnel, the tactical idea of the club, uh, team, sorry, but also the details, the details in the performance. So, you know, I'm still focusing on that. I've been all season.
How, how would this rate, Sean, to previous seasons at Burnley? If you if you were to pull this off, keep Burnley up, where would where would it rank among your managerial achievements? Uh, not really thought about it. I won't do until the end of the season. It's not relevant. I'm more the more relevance is about what we're doing week to week, what we're doing on the training pitch, getting the players prepared, um, working hard and diligently as a staff, changing things when we can um, uh, to be more effective, and you know all the process that goes in to try and make the team win games. And I think I'm more more valuing, uh, more sorry, uh, thinking about that and clear minded about that because that's the most important thing. I'm not really worried about what it means to do whatever other than win games. So that's what we're focusing on is attempting to get the teams in a team rather in a better order or better detail or better tactical understanding, better analysis to make sure that we can win more games. Thank you. Best of luck. Cheers. Thanks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thanks, Mark. Alex James. <coughs> Hi, Sean. Hiya. Um, just on, on, on Vout, how sort of beneficial has it been to be able to have him in for a full week ahead of this game? Obviously, joined joined over the weekend just to get him up, sort of up to speed. Yeah, I think it's good in the sense that um, he's got used to the players a little bit, got used to the feel of what we do here and the training schedule. Um, he's had a lot on as well last weekend. Got a young family trying to look after them, get everything sorted for them as well. So it's been, probably been beneficial. He's been over a few days now and probably, you know, can the training period calms down towards the end of the week, get a bit more rest and get ready to go. So, yeah, he's, he's been good around it, though. I think he's fitted in really well and, and I think so far he's enjoying the experience. He's obviously arrived with a, a really good goal-scoring record in, in Germany and, and generally throughout his career, but, but no Premier League experience as yet. How much of a sort of balance was it when you were recruiting him and, and is it generally weighing up players from overseas against those who perhaps you know a little bit more about in terms of what they can bring to the game in, in this country? Uh, well, you're looking at, you know, the quality as well of a player. You're looking at the experience of a player. You know, a player like Val's played enough football to know what the game is about. Um, the challenge of the Premier League, you kind of know, you know, players kind of know that. They've got friends who play in the Premier League. They understand, you know, the physical demands, the quicker turnover, the relationship on transition with, with the game in England. Um, so I think he's, he's, he's aware of that. And you, you sometimes forget if, if he had, um, you know, with all due respect to our spending power, if he had that rec goal scoring record in the Premier League, do you think we'd have got him for the money we got him for? I, I doubt it. I think there's a fair chance he'd be considerable amount more um, than what we got him for. Um, but the money's irrelevant, really. It was more about getting the player in, someone who we think can build into what we do, and also give us a different edge, you know, give us a different way of playing, a different effectiveness in attack. On the window, sort of as a whole, you've, you've lost Chris Wood, you've, you've obviously brought in well. Would you sort of say satisfactory, ideally, perhaps wanted one or two more bodies in there? But I wouldn't okay say anything of the sort. I'd just say it's a very challenging window. Um, we've, we've worked very hard. The ownership worked hard to try and get deals over the line. Um, we got Vout in, which is important to us, we felt. Beyond that, lots of phone calls, lots of work, lots of effort. Um, and I say it's, it's a tough window. January is always a tough window. Uh, we're happy to get Val in and other things maybe got away. Other things were just not doable. You know, they just went too far away um, with the richness of the deal. You, you mentioned Alan now. He's obviously having <laughs> quite a hands-on approach in terms of dealing with, with transfers and, and perhaps speaking to, to individuals or people involved in, in the deal. How, how closely are you working with him and I'm assuming you have the final say on whether you want player X or player Y but, but is there more of a collaborative approach between yourself and him than, than perhaps there was with the previous board? Um, himself, Mike Smith, you know, trying to sort of amalgamate this idea of a, a unit, if you like, with myself and the, the, the staff as well. You know, we're involved in some of the analysis on players and a definite opinion of a player, of course. Um, no, I mean, 
different kind of hands-on approach really you know uh, literal at times other times from a distance it just depends on what deal you know what deal requires what you know situation um, and, and Alan's been trying to be open-minded and trying to help with them deals where possible the overriding factor we all know is still money whichever way you look at it that's that's a thing that usually gets a deal done not always but mostly might you look at anybody on a, on a free agent if you feel like something there that, that can improve you or, or boost you a little bit if there's anything that can be done going forwards? Possibly. We'll see what's out there. You know, it takes the dust to settle and then see what's around.